What's up, everybody? It's the Fantasy Football Breakdown Podcast, episode, I've got to say 176. That you got close. it. Oh, shit, I got it. That's my boy Swags. He's always Frickin here. Freaking pumped. What's up? Why are you so pumped, dude? Just to be here. That music, it gets me going. That's Here true. with you. That's awesome. We got a great guest tonight. Thanks, That's awesome. We got guests? What's his name? It's Scott and Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Where's guys? he from? What's up, buddy? From Dynasty and Chill, man. You see him all over. Writes for DLF. Um, you can probably tell him who you are better than us. Yeah, I guess I'll start with the name. Uh, Charles Chill, FFB on Twitter. But a lot of people consider me, they call me Charles or Charlie, but that's actually my middle name. Uh, there it's it a is. nickname. It's a nickname from back in high school, and I've just kind of stuck with it. I don't know why. It was my Twitter handle before I even got into fantasy football. So I've just stuck with it. But Scott Connor, Dynasty and Chill. Writer for DLF. I have a new podcast that I launched about a month ago, Chasing the Helmet. It's a high-stakes podcast on FFPC. That's so, right. yeah, glad to be here. Love listening to the show and uh, finally glad to be on. Oh, man, thanks for being here. Yeah. I still I would like, love to see, like, two personalities, though, like a Scott and a Charlie Chill. Yeah. It's all the same, man. I'm all I'm pretty much chilled out unless I get in a, a heated dynasty debate. I know we've had a couple. <laughs> Ooh, and then that could be Scott. Yes. Yeah. Scott's the evil one, but that's his real name. <laughs> I think that's his first one. Well, they both kind of are because his middle name, and that's it's Charlie Chill. I know. Yeah. I, I meant, yeah, I got you. So, Charlie, that'd be there. You know, I do like it. There's irony in that. The, the Charlie Chill could be the mad one. <laughs> yeah, that would be ironic. All right, that's what we're going with. Perfect. Cool. How are we going to get him fired up then, Swags? What are, what are we doing today? Man, so we, we're, I mean, we're simple-minded people so we're just doing the opposite of what we did last week um last week Perfect. we did some players we wanted to sell before the draft and it turned into just kind of players that we wanted to sell so we were just like man let's do some players we want to buy and hopefully we we do some players that aren't as popular to the public and get you thinking a little bit of a different way so um scott and charlie hate everybody so I'm curious who he <laughs> wants to buy. Right. Yeah, so well, this should you, be fun, man. Where, what position you want to start with? Because I'm, I'm basically Ooh, everyone knows me as guess, like, I like it. Guess, guess choice though. Maybe we should let Scott pick. Well, okay, I'll start with this because everyone knows me as like I hate all running backs. Everybody that asks me for advice, it's like oh, sell the running back, sell every perfect. single running back. But there's a couple that I'm intrigued by, so I'll start with those. Um, I'm a little hesitant on this player because, and I want to get your guys' opinion too, but I think everybody in Dynasty already hates this guy. So one of my principles in playing Dynasty is I, I tend to not like to buy players that I know the community hates just because if I ever want to resell them, it's maybe a little more difficult. Uh, but the first one's, Ronald, first one's Ronald Jones, and it's ironic because I was never a Ronald Jones fan. I always hated Ronald Jones for the first couple years. But if you really just look at, you know, he came into the NFL as the youngest running back in his class. And if you scale down the production to what he did last year, which was basically his age 21 season, his comps going forward are, are pretty solid. You know, if you take the average number of PPR points over the last 10 years and you take the average of what it would take to be a running back too, he actually hit that mark last year. So I think technically he was running back 25 last year, but if you take the average, he actually broke the running back two mark. So I'm interested in that given his age, because if you really look at the cliff for running backs after they're 25 is, is usually when their production drops off. So like Leonard Fournette, for instance, would be a big sell because he's already 25. So mm -hmm. the odds he posts another you know, running back two season or better are, is really low. Uh, but Ronald Jones is going to give you two more shots. So I'm interested in him mostly in point per carry leagues because I think he could be a guy that gets at least 200 carries. And I do think they'll bring in a satellite back is what we heard last week from Arians. But I'm interested in him just because I think he's got two more shots. You know, he's still on a rookie contract for two more years, uh, but he has two more years underneath that threshold of his age 25. So I'm really interested in buying him. He seems to be pretty price depressed. And if they draft a running back, it'll be even lower. So do you like him a little bit more with Tom Brady now, or does that not matter to you? Um, I don't really think that his role is going to change a whole lot with Brady, especially if they bring in a running back. This is a class that's full of satellite backs so if you're going to take you know if they take a running back in the fourth or fifth round someone like Eno Benjamin or Anthony McFarland or Antonio Gibson or something like that that's a good pass catcher uh, I think that will be where people latch on to thinking it's you know the Brady James White Brady Deion Lewis 
Um, but I think Ronald Jones will kind of go under the radar. I, I just like him more for because I think he's going to have a floor of touches. I think he's got a floor of at least 225 touches. You know, he could get 200 carries and maybe 40 targets or so. Uh, yeah. And I really like that as his price. I don't hate it at all. He's one of those players, like if I was going to your team, I, I'd go to start to trade for him from you and then I'd kind of back out last minute because then I start to think of all the what ifs and like maybe the possibility they do bring somebody in. So I, I think you're dead on on the suppressed price. A little risk involved. Two drink. I, yeah. I, you're what's the level? There. Yeah, it's it's hard. He he sold it well. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I liked Ronald Jones initially and I just felt like I was burnt immediately. It, this one's kind of hard to swallow for me. Especially if you don't believe his role really increases with Brady, right? We, we want to see Brady check down to that receiver. If that's not going to be him, that's going to be the passer catcher coming in. Uh, where's the level at running back in this class, you know, that that makes Ronald Jones, you know, go away here? Uh, Taylor Dobbins, Swift, those guys get there. You don't care about Jones anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, if I'm they, not if saying they, they do, but like the level of where we're going to go, right? So the next sure. couple of running backs. Sure one of those land there, do you then care? Are you still on this Ronald Jones? Like, cause otherwise you probably just lost a little value. No. Well, I mean, he obviously survived free agency. They didn't trade for Todd Gurley. They didn't sign Melvin Gordon. So he survived that part. Now, you know, I look at just taking DLF's ADP, you know, he's one spot behind Zach Moss. I mean, Zach Moss is a plotter. That's probably going to go round four or round five. So, I mean, easily over a guy like Zach Moss, easily over a guy like Keyshawn Vaughn. He's actually younger than those guys. So right. that's one of the selling points is if you just compare him player to player to some of the running backs in this class, I mean, I do think there's going to be a couple guys that go a little higher than we expect, maybe like Darrington Evans or Antonio Gibson, maybe AJ Dillon, but you know, you could slot him in there right in the, I, right now I would say running back six in this class, if I had mm -hmm. to put him, you know, he's clearly behind the big five, but running back six until proven otherwise. And if they draft, you know, a satellite back in the fifth round, you know, like one of those guys I mentioned, mm -hmm. I just don't see... I don't see that as being direct competition from him. I mean, he doesn't have a touch ceiling of, he's, he's not going to get 330, 340 touches. Uh, but I think where you're buying him, you know, put it this way, if you're considering drafting a running back in this class, and it's a guy that went day three in the draft, and it's a plotter like Zach Moss or a 23-year-old like Keyshawn Vaughn, why not try to trade that pick for Ronald Jones? That's kind of the logic that I'm thinking about. If I'm considering clicking a running back in this class, you know, really just compare that player to Ronald Jones. They're the same age, and he's got everything else going. He's already produced a top 24 season, and he has the draft capital that those guys won't. Yeah, All right. I, and, and I listen, is right. I yeah. listen to this show, and, and we're in a league together, and... I'm going to let you have Ronald Jones, and you got that 204. Let's go ahead and make that work. No, I wouldn't trade the 204 because that's prime ride, That's prime wide receiver range. I'm going to get probably a top 50 pick receiver in that slot. I'm thinking more like – All right, I see your 206. Oh, that's tough. Man. And I'm going to uh, give you my fourth. No, I wouldn't. I would probably still hold – I'd probably be looking like 208 and later. Okay. And if someone wants to reach on a running back, then maybe I'd go a little bit higher. You know, But if, if it's – if it's all receivers that go in that row from like the 111 to 206, you know, there could be a ton of receivers that go in that range with a couple quarterbacks sprinkled in. Like the 206 and later is going to be prime running back range. And I'd probably rather have Ronald Jones over most of those guys. Okay. I'm, I don't actually have those pieces. We are in a league together, but I don't know if we have those. I'm just trying <laughs> to see remember. where your line is. Right? Yeah, I was, I was like, I don't even remember which picks I have in that league. But <laughs> yeah, I'm interested in Ronald Jones. Let's see if we can make a deal. I do not have Ronald Jones, but I, <laughs> I, I feel like the third just in my head sounds better. And I would say the people with Ronald Jones isn't going to give me that for him at this point. You might as well wait it out because you made it past free agency. But I, I, I think the, the, the play to wait it out would be wait till they draft a running back. You know, let's mm -hmm. say they take a guy in the the middle of the fourth round or middle of the fifth round. That's still a day three running back. And most of the running backs from my study of the rookies, there's very few early down backs that are going to go in that range. There's some explosive athletes and some really good pass catchers. Um, you know, like, you know, Benjamin, I really like him because he's probably the best receiver other than DeAndre Swift and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. But okay. if they bring him in, you know, I'm looking at that as they're going to be using him in a completely different way than Ronald Jones. So that that may depress his price if the market gets hype on that guy. Maybe I can buy him cheaper like June. And you, you do mention the age. Does it feel good uh, just to know that it's still Brady there, right? So if a rookie makes one little mistake, we've seen him just toss aside where Jones at least has been somewhat in this system now and kind of knows what to do, mm -hmm. can maybe pick up a little bit more of those, those, you know, protection stuff. So. I, I hear you. It's going to be a tough one for me to swallow to buy Ronald Jones, but I might I might go see what I can do. 
Well, and you guys got the ultimate deal breaker was you remember that banner when they signed Brady? I think it had Godwin's, Evans, OJ Howard, Brady, and Ronald Jones. So come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it's on the banner. <laughs> exactly. It's on the banner. <laughs> it's pretty official. Swags, you got a running back you want to throw in here? Ooh, you're going to make me start with a running back? Well, I figured. Yeah, I, okay. I'm, see if I can't get you and uh, Charles to fight. Okay, so somebody I've been trying to buy on the a little bit cheaper note, to be honest with you, is Damian Harris. <laughs> That's on mine. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've been I've been kind of just going over a few different leagues, um, especially if I own Sony, and trying to get him on the super cheap. I just kind of think that that's going to be. I don't. I think that's one of the last teams we need to worry about drafting a running back. And I, I really. Well, think I have Sony uh, on here too. They were yeah. I'll buy Sony. I, I, I yes. And uh, I think that the Rex Burkhead and James White will be on their way out, and maybe one of them stays. But I think we're going to see more Damian Harris in the future here. Well, we have to, right? What do we see? Four carries? Yeah. <laughs> Seven carries? <laughs> yeah, I mean, something crazy. And then with Sony, like you said, um, somebody else you said we want to buy, and then Scott said yes as well. I mean, everybody talks about his health, but the dude had 247 carries. Um, he'll have a healthier O line. I I think that the team's going to be a lot more friendly for him. My only concern there on both. I mean, I, I have both on my list. So I just I want to throw it to both of you there, uh, and maybe it's a, a little bit of narrative here. But uh, obviously, with Brady back there, you had to respect him and what he was going to do. Now we're talking about Stenum, uh, Stenum Hoyer, or a rookie that they bring in at this point. We can talk about Cam Jamis and Andy Dalton still be out in there too if we want to. But let's say it is Stidham or Hoyer. Our defense is going to load up the box and make that kid prove it. So Sony and, and Damian are going to be, you know, in some tight eight eight man plus boxes, right? You're not worried about that at all. Um, I mean, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Or I, I mean, just told you, it, it's it, could, and Hoyer. it could be more exciting than Brady, and it could do different things to the field. I, I don't know. I'm curious to see if it's as easy to get in the doghouse in a Brady free world. And yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm very interested to see. I, I think it's hard to say, like, I still am like high on the, the Dalton landing there. But um, I, I think if somebody like him or somebody that was a threat and made defenses look at it differently, that, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the backfield there. They're still going to use it. I mean, this is Bill Belichick. He's going to figure something out. And, and I mean, Tank for Trevor. Then the Patriots have an excellent defense. I mean, that's going to keep him on the field. Like, I, I like running backs that have a, a good defense. Well, Scott. I got uh, okay. So here's what I'll say: uh, Sony Michelle was actually my second running back that I'm interested in buying, and. You know, I can see the Damian Harris argument. I think the, the argument for both of them would be, you know, Damian Harris clearly at his price, given his profile. Much cheaper. Yeah. I mean, much U- cheaper. Cheap. And, you know, he could easily be one of those guys that as long as they give him a fair shot to get the role, you know, he could be one of those guys that you're getting dirt cheap that does have, you know, he may have a little bit of that luster to where, okay, we drafted him where we drafted him and we want to see what, what we're going to get out of him. You know, is he a guy we're going to carry through to, the next year so it's almost like it's a make or break time for him and then with sony you know sony is uh, same argument i was making for ronald jones you know sony michelle actually posted running back two seasons with those numbers i was talking about he did it in his first two years i mean yeah he was an older prospect when he came in but the guys that have done it in their first two years you know at least uh you know that that threshold usually their third year is their best so i'm kind of looking at it as they may go a little bit more run heavy this year but i do think the question about the quarterback is fair you know, if, if it's a if it's just a bad team that has a quarterback that's learning on the job, you know, if it's Stidham, I'm not necessarily going to want to invest in that offense at all. But I think both of them are good buys. You know, the big issue with Sony, he only had 20 targets. I mean, that it's so weird because his profile was as a decent receiver and he comes in and they just don't throw him the ball. So it's kind of I mean, strange. He was the he was the pass catcher at Georgia to, yeah. to Chubb. Like <laughs> I don't I don't know what happened at the next stop. Maybe that is Tom. I, I find that hard to believe, but Man. Well, I mean, he had he had 247 carries and only 20 targets. So yeah. it's not like he's not on well, the field. I mean, how many targets did James White have? I'd have to look. James White, he had 95 targets. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you figure if you're getting 247 carries, 
you're going to accidentally run into more targets than that. I mean, that to me, that ratio is that ratio is pretty high. So, I mean, if you could just get into like the 40 range for Sony yeah. and just get 25 to right. 30 catches, that's an additional, you know, 20, 30 points that he could end up getting. Man, so for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think they're it's a to be determined, but I think they're both at a decent price at this point. The thing about Sony, I think everybody's pretty much off him. Most people want to sell him unless they've realized, hey, it's easier. To, I'm better off just holding on to him because you know his value is probably not going to go up ever again. Yeah. Um, so, but you can get some cheap production there. Like you said, the price is pretty low. Yeah. Scott, since we stole Sony from you, let's see. You got another running back. Can we piss off swags a little? Yeah. Okay. Oh, here's one. Uh, this is probably one. I wish I would have done this a little more aggressively. I already owned quite a few shares, but probably the time to buy them would have been a little bit earlier before free agency. Um, but Chase Edmonds uh, was running back 64. And That's not going to piss him off at all. Well, I mean, that's a good one. Yeah, right, right. I like that. And now, but I think uh, I will back off that just a tiny bit because with David Johnson gone, I think a lot more people are on to him as being, you know, a, a guy that not necessarily is has a shot to win the backfield. But sure. you know, he's been productive when he gets a chance, and you know, we've never seen Kenyon Drake do it for a whole season either. Yeah, I, I think mean, Kenyon Drake's keeping that price just cheap enough too. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those where you can just picture it right now. It, the good thing about Chase Edmonds is ever since he came into the league, he's always been the pretty clear cut number two back for Arizona. You know, they, they haven't brought in, and I know it was a different regime his rookie year, but they haven't really brought in like a ton of running backs that makes it difficult to read. I mean, he's usually going to enter, you know, he's going to enter the, the season as the number two. There'll be someone else there that you're like, eh, maybe he's better than Chase Edmonds. Now, if they draft another guy, you know, kind of like we were talking about Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. then I'd be off of him. But if he enters the season as the number two, Man, I mean, he's one injury away. Wouldn't you guys say from if something happened to Drake? You know, that's even yeah, 15 sure. yeah. touches in that offense. That's top 24 production weekly, at least. Well, we we saw it for a couple of games last last year too. Yeah. In between David Johnson and Drake getting there, he actually yep. did okay, and then he got a little banged up. I think that's kind of what you're going to get from all those running backs and how that offense uses them. But whoever has the job, I think you'll know it most weeks ahead of time. It's not going to be one where it's like, oh man, Edmonds got the touchdown this week. I think you'll kind of know who will be the guy there. And it'll still be Edmonds a couple of times next week or uh, next next season. So I think for oh, what even for what you can still week, pay for dude, it. That'd be so I know, right? awesome. I got way ahead of myself. <laughs> so now I can't put this out for who, whenever week one is. Uh, hopefully it's in September, but we'll have to hold this one a, a while. That'd be sweet if it was early April. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have a running back on here that uh, I, I, I just wonder how both of you feel about it. But I wrote down Malcolm Brown for the Rams. I don't know that the Rams uh, have a lot of draft capital to be able to go get a running back. I know Daryl Henderson is, is supposed to be the anointed one there, but I'm not saying Malcolm Brown is is the guy, but along those same lines of Chase Edmonds, I will take some really decent weeks from a guy that I can get for dirt right now. And he's shown it. I mean, he, he's still under contract, in, I through, in think, through 2021. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a cheap one and a weird one, but okay. what have we seen from Daryl Henderson so far? Not much. Okay. I mean, really. But that's the guy, right? That's. I mean, I can't go by Henderson right now. I feel like. Uh, um. Yeah, I'm not trying. To I don't to want to. I guess I'd put it that way. You, yeah. Right. It might be a weird one. Well, I'm gonna push back on you on that one. Yes. Uh, as soon as soon as they traded or to release Todd Gurley, I sold two shares of Malcolm Brown, 2021 third round picks, auto accept. Uh, sold two of them. Basically, just said first one to offer gets them. I don't care where you pick or whatever. Just. Basically, get him off my roster. Only because I think he's, you know, he's been, I think, steady for them. Um, they sure. clearly wanted him back next or last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they could have lost him. They made a priority to keep him. Uh, but I think that they're definitely going to draft a running back. They have three picks from 84, 104, and 126. They have three picks kind of right in that range to where, you know, they have a comp pick that's right at the end of the third round. So I could see that being a spot where they take a running back. But then they also have one you know, in the sixth round. So they don't have a fifth round pick. So I guess if you can escape, you know, that round three, round four turn without them taking a running back, then you probably feel a little safer about, you know, Malcolm Brown and, uh, and Henderson. But I just have this feeling this is one of those teams that brings in one of those running backs that makes it, I don't know if you guys ever listened to the um, Daniel Jeremiah podcast, mm-hmm. um, but he made a great point about kind of the new age design of backfields and what to look for with determining where to, what some of these rookies may land. 
And he made it a point to say, basically, when a team has a lead running back, if you look at the type of running back that that player is, however it might be, whether it's like a Derrick Henry, who's going to get 350 carries, or, you know, it's an Alvin Kamara, who's only going to get 175 carries, but he's going to get 100 targets. The teams are typically taking the number one running back and then the number three running back and kind of making them the same skill set. And then the number two is one that maybe offers something a little bit different. So like the the number two that we would think is the handcuff isn't necessarily, you know, the the guy that they would say is going to directly replace the number one. It would almost kind of be like a two and three committee, you know, behind the number one if he got hurt. So I think you can maybe look and see what, what type of running back do the Rams draft. You know, if they draft someone like an A.J. Dillon, to me, that's an in- indictment on Malcolm okay. Brown. Sure. And but if they bring in a, you know, like an Anthony McFarland or, you know, an Eno Benjamin, those guys are comparable to Daryl Henderson. Right. So that makes me wonder, okay, what's the role for Henderson? Because I don't think the Henderson role, you guys probably agree, the Henderson role is not the Todd Gurley 300, 325 carry role. That's I don't think sure, Henderson but they, is not that. They look like they didn't want to do that last year either. Is True. this offense changing, you know what True. I mean, around that as well? I I, I like your points. I think the 2021 third, I'd probably still give you right now. I don't know that I need to. Um, and maybe, maybe in your case, maybe I, maybe I wait, you know, after the draft, maybe the, 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 the juice isn't quite worth the squeeze. You know what I mean? For me to just make sure. it past that draft. Uh, sure. Dylan or one of those guys would suck, but I don't know to get a piece of the, the offense from a guy that knows it. Uh, to me, I, I think Henderson bust is probably the wrong word. It's super early, and 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 there's so many touches well, to I go think around there's now. A reason he didn't get but, work last year, though, whether he needs a year to catch on to the offense or yeah, what it may be, but you would think that he would get a little bit more work in the situation that they were in, honestly. And uh, man, I don't know. I'm not. I think Malcolm high. Brown I think the thing can outscore me, Henderson uh, this year. Like, I don't ooh, think that's, that's crazy. A hot take. That's a I don't hot think take, that's though. crazy because I, I again, like Dylan would completely squash that, and I and I fucking lose. Like, I get that, <laughs> but but for the price, and then to me get to get that return, uh, I don't want to say it's easy. And and obviously, I'm not telling people go trade Henderson for Malcolm Brown. That's stupid. Right. I'm just don't go buy Henderson right now. I feel like though, if loss. you have Henderson, yeah, I feel like you can you can pretty i think you can do you can do well trading henderson away even if he ends up doing well because of what people are imagining him to be right now which is something he's never been in the NFL and and so if it misses i mean you're getting out and if it hits you i think you can sell high enough to where you're fine watching him succeed in the NFL for however long that may be but then at, at like, worst, it won't hurt that bad. Right. It's <laughs> kind of what that felt and like. Then, like, I feel like your trade, Scott, like where you traded Malcolm Brown away and, and you have a lot of good points, but I feel like there's a time in the season where you could have easily, if that's how you feel about the situation, that something would have presented itself in that backfield where you could have at least gotten like a 2021 20, second. I don't know. Well, I think I, when I think Gurley moving is the time to sell it. I mean, Especially yeah. if he believes well, think, in, in that point in the draft. I don't know. Yeah. I think with, so for me on Malcolm Brown, clearly I don't believe, I'm not going to sell a player for a 2021 third mm-hmm. unless I believe they're going to have basically no role yeah. next year. You know, I, if right. I knew, because a lot of my teams are built, you know, what did I start the show by saying? I hate running backs. So a lot of my teams are built. You know, I have a lot of Daryl Henderson last year, got getting him early in the drafts, you know, getting him in the mid second round. Mm-hmm. And so if I had him on these teams that are already depleted at running back, I'm looking at it as Gurley out of the way is a win, regardless of what you yeah. think about about Henderson. And it's also tough to trade Henderson because if I'm built kind of like a zero running back build where I've tried to sell running backs at their high points, I'm probably not gonna get a pick high enough to where I'm gonna be able to get one of the top running backs in this class for Henderson at this point. But I'm also going to be trading him if I get something for him. It's probably going to be in the range where I'm going to be stuck the same place I am with Ronald Jones. You know, if I want to get another running back in the draft, it's just not the right range. So I'm looking at Henderson as being the hold and, you know, Malcolm Brown just being the guy. The best part about trading him for the third is I free up a roster spot and I'm going to be able to pick up, you know, Mike Boone or DeAndre Washington or someone like that that I think is a better talent or at least comparable. And boom, I have another backfield running back that, hey, I, I may, the same odds that I think they're both going to contribute, and I'm getting one for free. So how about 
let's let's use that 20 oh shit you said 2021 third i was like 2023rd you <laughs> yeah. definitely do it for a 2023rd i was like give me a rookie there sure that's absolutely cheating. absolutely oh, swags do you have another running back no i don't i mean not on my list no scott or charles Running backs, man. I guess the other ones I would list that were very uh, – the two comps I had uh, that I brought in with uh, the other one to Chase Edmonds was I think another one that I, I, his value is probably getting to the point where you're buying a lot of the upside, uh, Tony Pollard. Um, you know, we saw how McCarthy used the running backs in Green Bay. So you got to think Pollard's going to at least be more involved. Um, and him in – you know, a lot of times with guys that are later, you know, day three draft picks, they don't get a lot of work early on. Maybe it's because they need to earn the – earn the trust of their coaches or whatever. Uh, but they seem to get the most, you know, the most work in year two. So I think that could be one where Pollard showed enough and very limited touches last year that I'm on these zero running back teams. That's a guy I'd be willing to trade. You know, I'd be willing to give up a third. I think he's comparable to some of the, you know, six through 10 running backs in this class. If you prefer that. I definitely have a decent amount of Pollard. I've moved, you know, off of some just to make other pieces during the year last year, but I still have, you know, a couple, couple Pollard shares. I don't mind holding on to those with Kellen Moore kind of still kind of controlling the offense. And we saw what he did in year one, too. So hopefully that kind of stays. Where you want to go next, boys? Oh, you want a really deep one that I think Swags might appreciate. All right. Bo Scarborough. Oh, I kind of like that. Yeah. Because, Christ. you know, if you remember, Bo Scarborough and Damian Harris were in the same backfield in college. Yeah. And Bo Scarborough was the one that everyone thought was going to go back to school because he was really young. And then Damian Harris was the one everyone thought he was going to come out. And then they flip-flopped, and Bo Scarborough came out, was a seventh-round pick, bounced around, got cut, then went to Seattle, got cut, and he resurfaces in Detroit. And he's definitely not going to be somebody that contributes in the passing game, but you know the same argument I was making with the types of backfields. He's very different than on Johnson. Yeah, so more I think yards he could have, per carry than on. Yeah, and he could have a standalone role. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> if he could have you know, 500, 600 yards and maybe five, six touchdowns. I mean, I, I actually like him, and he's still really young. It's going to be his third year. He's only 23. Two drinks laughing in the background. (laughs) He always ready to pull that Scarborough. More yards for carry than carry on. (laughs) Well, hey, dude, he had enough carries to where I think it's it's relevant with as many carries. He uh, was approaching, I think, 90 carries to carry on's 100 and, I don't know, 17. I just like giving you shit, bro. Well, I mean – And we're talking here the range, like, I'm going to put these guys on the back of my roster, but the best part about the running backs is, I mean, you guys remember last year, there were a couple weeks where you were like, hey, I'm going to start Scarborough, because you could project him to get 15 touches. Yeah, I mean, any of the leagues I'm in, if I've tried to (laughs) sell carry-on, I never offer Bo Scarborough, because he's so cheap, and I just kind of hope he's an afterthought to the other team, but I always try to hang on to Bo Scarborough and move on from carry-on. So, yeah, I love that one. Super cheap, too. Super cheap. What position you want to go? Wide receivers? Yeah. What, Who wants a wide receiver? You pick, yeah, who's yours? You pick whatever direction you want to go and then tell us your player. Man, fine. I'm going to, it's this one's more costly, but I want Mike Evans because everybody wants Chris, Chris Godwin. So yeah, I, I want like the other that, guy. that pricey one. I like you got a little pricey there. I mean, no, yeah. no, no. Obviously, I've not been no. as high on Godwin. You know what I mean, and and I get that I missed that, but are we just we're just putting Godwin in that role to continue with the what's he going to get to this 160 targets now? Like I think people are just blowing it up too much, and it's like Brady never throws the outside. It's been a while since he's had a guy like Mike Evans. I don't I don't need Mike Evans 60 yards down the field for for him to be productive. Yeah, I, I don't. Sometimes hate it, it I mean, doesn't um, have to be that hard. Like so, no, I mean, but you're you're buying Mike Evans. So, what kind of example do you want to give us here? Whether it's with players or picks here, what are you giving me for Mike Evans? Because, I, I mean, I I feel like everybody would wouldn't mind adding Mike Evans to the roster. Um, can I give you the one hundred two? Mm, yeah. Man, you're talking to the wrong person here. No, I'm not. I'm talking to the right person. Um, I'll take the 102. I'll take the 102 I, over I, Evans. All yeah, day. I'll take Swift or Taylor both over Evans. All right, so I don't have to pay that much. Right. Okay, so we're, I mean, and you want both of those running backs and super flex. It's probably a quarterback or at least one, maybe two, right? So now I'm at 105. If, yep. if I make this move, I'm okay. assuming that I'm still kind of good at, at quarterback, though, to be honest with you. And I'm That's probably totally really fair. drafting one of the running backs. Um, just my assumption. But, yeah, I'm probably taking a running back if I'm trading. that. I, I don't know. I need to have 
I might be able to find the person to do, do 106, that. like the way Ooh, you guys wow. are talking. You think so? I don't think I could. I do mean, that. I was at 105, and you were both kind of like, you know, I mean, so that's, I don't know, that's kind of my point, I, I guess. I never this. heard you say 105. Uh, Scott or Charles did. One it. of them had me. One of them. Well, okay, Still, so- I started at two. I was, I was probably comfortable at two. Knocking, I moved all the way back to four. I feel way better. Well, I think, okay, you have to probably determine who the person you're trading with, what's their strategy. Because to me, I'm a, I'll only draft running backs. So to me, if you're telling me 107, that's the running back five in Superflex. That's maybe the running back four in Superflex if you want to put Justin Herbert in there. Okay. But most realistic drafts, you would probably say, you know, if I gave you my tier, it would be a tier of eight, five running backs, three quarterbacks. But I would say most drafts, you're going to see Judy or Lamb or both probably go ahead of a couple running backs. And so are you saying in the draft while it's happening, I might be able to get Mike Evans for like 109? If that's the if it's me thinking, I'm thinking 109 and 110 is going to be Lamb and Judy or Judy and Lamb, just because I'd prioritize taking running backs. But I think most people would probably think I'm not going to be able to get one of those receivers at that pick. So if they just compare that receiver to Evans, I mean, you're probably not going to take one of those guys straight up to Evans. So you're a little off on the pick value. I, to, to me, the way to get Evans would be if you really want to give him, I would take a one of the poison pill receivers that's maybe a little bit lower down. You know, like someone like Terry McLaurin. I know you guys talked about him last week. <laughs> Terry McLaurin, huge sell for me. I mean, yep. massive sell. So if you can package Terry him. McLaurin in like a second for Mike Evans, that'd be the kind of move maybe you'd want to make if you really want to get Evans. Well, I would do that. Swags. And I like yeah, McLaurin, but I would still do that. I mean, something like that to where you're kind of packaging a receiver. Because ultimately, if you look at the receiver landscape right now, I mean, it's never been deeper. And now we're talking about adding another 10 to 15 guys drafted on day two or earlier from this draft. I mean, there's going to be a saturation point to where some of these guys cannot hold their value. And I think McLaurin's one of those that, you know, you, you could see him maybe keeping his value through one more year, but I don't necessarily think he has a ceiling anywhere close to Evans. So Diggs and the 205 or Mike Evans. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'd take the two shots. I'd take Diggs in the pick because I'm going to get another decent receiver at that pick. Okay. Swags? Um, uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm a buyer of digs. He's on my, I'm my I am well aware. Okay. Well, let's, let's go right to that then. Well, I'm lo- I was looking digs. at a league that I owned Mike Evans in that we're in together and I was, I'm trying, I was trying to put something together, but I don't know. We'll, if come, I see we'll come back to it. I don't really see it. <laughs> nice. Diggs in a 205 or Mike Evans. You didn't answer. Well, you I'll answer. take digs. Okay. I, I, I think guess he's still going to get his, that we have that in. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's like smash except either. Cause I think that Evans is still the better wide receiver, but I don't maybe know. Mike Evans is a, is a wait until rookie draft kind of, kind of buy. Then it seems like maybe he'll be, he could be a smidge cheaper than, you know, you know, I'm not, like I've never been super high on John Brown. So I think that Diggs is more of an upgrade to Josh Allen. than we're actually giving that credit for because, of how well John Brown did last year in that offense. But I, I don't think he's really that great of a wide receiver. He's a fast guy. He stretches the field. Um, they got what they needed, but I don't think he's a Stefan Diggs. So I think that, that he's going to compliment Diggs very well, but I think that Diggs is still going to get some targets. I think it's also contextual too. I mean, if you're talking about a league like we're in where you can start up to seven receivers, I'm fine taking the pivot down from Evans to Diggs and then picking up that extra 205. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Because like 205, you know, I'm potentially getting a starter. You know, like, a, you know, LaVisca Chenault or T. Higgins, mm-hmm. or I might have a shot at, you know, the fourth quarterback off the board at that spot. So in a little bit of a deeper league or with more flexible lineups, I'd probably take the two for one. But if it's one of those really shallow leagues, you know, I'm looking for constantly upgrading you know, to get as many, you know, top 10, top 15 guys as I can. So maybe yeah. that's the tiebreaker in this deal. <clears throat> kind of split it, split the stocks. That's fair. Scott, you got a wide receiver? Uh, yeah, I can probably throw out. This is a guy that's been intriguing me just from, and it's really, it's not the kind of player I'd buy right this second. Um, but I think it's a player that could be hyper productive for the next two years. Um, and we'll see where his price is. I kind of want to throw some prices out to you guys and see what you think. But what about Adam Thielen? A decent shot. He could lead mm. at least top five in the league in targets <laughs> next year, maybe. I like it. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. a. I'm a buy Thielen. I oh. my my wonder on Thielen there is: Do you wait until they draft a wide receiver, maybe in the yeah. first or second round, 
Yep. And then everybody was like, oh my God, there's the targets and that's the new digs. And then you get Thielen for even cheaper. Yep. So actually I have Thielen on mine, but he's one is like, maybe it's not right this second, but keep an eye on. Because even if they don't draft the wide receiver early, then does it really change from what it is right now? But no, I, and I, I, think love, this is, I love where your head is, you know, with, with Thielen and moving into this next season. I'm with you there. Yeah, and I think this is kind of a, a little bit of a, a risky situation for Minnesota because they have two first-round picks. Mm-hmm. But I could see them not, you know, I could see them drafting a receiver with one of those picks, but I could also see them waiting because yeah. it's such a deep receiver class. And, you know, that's not how they build their team. So they may prioritize a couple other things. They've lost quite mm-hmm. a few guys on the defense as well. For sure. So, yeah, I think you could say wait by feeling, but I can see his prices is rising a little bit at this point. I mean, I, I've seen it, people warming up to buying him. Before they traded Diggs, man, that was a guy everyone was trying to shed, at least from what I could see. Yeah, definitely. If they could get out. Because of the age. He's so, he's so old. Nobody wants him anymore. Yeah, I don't know, man. And I can see white. Could, I didn't mean could to you see that. him be one of those guys that <laughs> ages pretty well, though? Yeah, for sure. Like, we've seen him move in and out of the slot. He can work out there fine, like. Uh, I'm not saying he's Larry Fitz, but as he you know loses just a little bit, he can move inside. He's got great hands. I don't think we have one year left of Thielen. Uh, if we got another three, I don't think that's crazy of no. you know wide receiver two production. I mean he he's there with Cousins now at this point through Cousins contract, I believe, right? Yep, Cousins got a two year deal, so they're they're there basically parallel together each for other. the yeah for the next three. So. Swags doesn't like Thielen. It's okay. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he wants to say OBC Johnson. We can buy that one if you want to. I'll go buy some OBC Johnson. I will take. I will take them signing Taze Sharp now over OBC Johnson. Yeah, yep. that is an interesting signing, though. Right when I saw that one, I was like, "Oh man." Yeah. Well, you know what? That's a great point because I I actually did a podcast and I talked about five guys that are going to be free agents that you should add to your teams right before your waiver wire closes or just during the off season, just to see what happens. And one of them was Tajay Sharp. And if you look at, if you look at his early career production with Tennessee, he was actually pretty good. And then he lost his second yeah. season. Basically, yeah. I think he had a DUI or something like that. And he literally lost the entire season. And then, you know, they brought in a couple other receivers. They brought in Corey Davis and they brought in Taewon Taylor that same off season. Mm-hmm. And then obviously they brought in AJ Brown. So he's kind of just been, you know, the third or fourth guy at best on a very uninspiring passing offense. So I actually could see him being, he's definitely better than Ola BC Johnson at all, at all, <laughs> all levels. So, I mean, I, I think he's a decent guy just to pick up. He could run into 85 targets next year or something. That was the thing. Like it, it was in short spurts for sure. And it was that rookie year, but when given the actual targets, like he, he actually had really good numbers. So mm-hmm. I, and, I, don't and I don't mind think that they one. have a lot of money to spend either. No, and they'll have to sign their rookies as well. Yeah, and 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 I like the idea of them going maybe two defensive guys, get two starters on defensive side in that first round. Worry about trying to somewhat replace Diggs later, and maybe just spread the ball out a little bit. They still want to run the shit out of the ball, you know what I mean? They don't want to throw it forty times. You can talk me into Sharp easier than you can good old Adam, though. I don't know. I, I'm just. I don't know. Just not. Un- I'm, I'm just not interested in adding that to my team. I'd rather go get Marvin Jones. Ooh, okay. You know, I don't hate some Marvin. I mean, yeah. I did, did Marvin say he wants 15 touchdowns this year? Is that the quote I read? Like from, <laughs> the thing from the team. Don't, don't the, we he all wants the team to have 15? That's not very many. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we've seen him have double digits, right? Twice. Yeah. One year when he finished right behind. Uh, Galladay there, right there with him. So, well, yeah, Man. I mean, him and Tate were back to back for. Oh yeah, years the Tate too. it was like, like the twelve thirteen yeah, spot. Yeah. yeah, if we get a healthy Stafford, that's your issue, right? But if that's if that's state, you know, if we get sixteen out of Stafford, I think anybody that paid anything for Marvin Jones right now will will probably reap the benefits from it. Yeah. So do I have to pay a Marvin second Jones for him? Pretty cheap too. Third. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Somewhere in there. I'd easily give I'm a third this year, it. next year. I don't care. I'll try to get some Marvin Jones. Take him. You should. I would I would actually sell him any top top half of the third round pick this year I'd sell Marvin Jones for. I, I just think people aren't appreciating what type of rec- what profile of a receiver you're going to be able to get in that range. I mean, you're talking like Brian Edwards, Michael Pittman. I mean, you're talking about pretty decent prospects in that range that we've really never seen. Probably guys like... J.G. Sega whiteside Nicole Hardman-level prospects that you're going to be getting in the early third this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me see if I have any Marvin any, Jones. Any of that, right? <laughs> like Whiteside, eh? 
that's inspiring. No, well, but not the player, the profile. <laughs> Are you buying any white side? I have some. I have already, I believe, twelve shares of Arsega oh, Whiteside wow. from last year. That's so a lot. I, I'm not buying any. Not for his fifty. I know, man. Him and AJ Brown, <laughs> I had double figure shares. Well, wow. at least you got one yep. of those, right? <laughs> I was too heavy on JJ. I was too heavy on AJ Brown. One worked out great. One worked go. out painfully. So I guess it's kind of a net net neutral of both of those. But I don't know. I mean, it sounds like JJ is going to at least get a shot. You know, there hasn't been anything but positive come out about him, but. He's really hard to sell, so what can you do? You really just got to hold him at this point. Yeah. There's a good chance he gets cheaper, too, if they take a wide receiver, if you want to buy ta- him. They got it. They're, they're taking probably two receivers. And early, early-ish. Yes. So if you want if you want him, I wouldn't buy him now. That's all I'm saying. I think that's a, that's another wait. I'll, I'll, buy me some, another uh, one. I'll buy me some Jameson Crowder. There you go. Add him to my teams wherever I can. Do you guys do you guys find that trying to buy these veterans that you know, like you mentioned earlier, you know their price isn't going anywhere but down between now and like training camp? I mean, do you find yourself trying to get ahead of the game on those guys, or I mean, what's your strategy? Because I I find it really hard to even try to buy any of these veterans just because I know that, that like the sexiness behind their name isn't going anywhere in the next couple months. Right. Yeah. It, it gets tough for like somebody like Crowder. You mean? Yeah, exactly. Or, or Marvin Jones. I, yeah, I feel like Crowder. The problem with him is he he already did kind of well, and the people that owned him were able to use him, and they 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 see what he did, you know. So um, he's probably somebody that would almost be easier to get from somebody that just did a startup draft and didn't have that production in their lineup on that team last year, just because you don't have those like feelings of the player, but. Yeah, I found that buying Crowder has been a lot harder than I thought it would be. So I guess I'm just offering shitty offers. Um, <laughs> well, what I what I like to do with guys like you know, there's some. I'll I'll just throw out a couple names, and I you guys may like these guys or may not, but I know you guys are fans of Darius Slayton. Uh, but Darius Slayton, Curtis Samuel, McCole Hardman, Deontay Johnson, Preston Williams, like these guys are really only valued higher than someone like Crowder because of their age. Right. Sure. And, so if you can make a move where basically you're you're selling those guys and getting 75% of their value back in draft picks and maybe being able to get somebody to throw back in a player like Crowder or Marvin mm-hmm. Jones, you can almost hack and get better production from the guy you're getting and right. you get the free you get the free shot sure. with the draft pick too. Yeah. So like that's a kind of a savvy move because if you really look at someone, you know, like Hardman or Slayton, you know, they you can, it could be a big mistake trading them away in a deal like that. Um, but there's just it's just so crowded, like in that wide receiver three, wide receiver four range. There's no way that all of them are going to be able to hold their value with all these rookies coming in. Yeah, and I mean yeah, somebody like great. Slayton, who you're right, I I do like a lot. But I mean the reality is he'll have, if they're lucky, a healthy Shepard, a Golden Tate, Ingram if he doesn't get traded or not. But if not, then they still have Caden Smith there and Barkley. I mean there's a lot to go around there with Slayton with a healthy team. So yep. So you're trading Slayton for Crowder and that vaunted 305 that's going to give you michael Pittman, and now you have Pittman and crowder for slayton is that what you're saying mm, i might do that uh, yeah i think it really it de- again it depends on the league settings it depends on how deep sure. the league is how many starters but that's kind of the idea you yes in there. more yeah. the principle behind it like if you look at the wide receiver production from last year there were so many receivers um i know i've talked about this on my show before but there were 134 receivers last year that posted at least a top 36 week. I mean, so that means you're getting basically a startable week out of 134 different players in one season. I mean, and that, you know, you go 134 deep, you're talking about, you know, 15, 20 of them are on every waiver wire. You know, they're guys that are, are not even on the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it, it's just so wide the, receiver production is so much matchup dependent that if you can constantly be pivoting down and taking extra shots, you know, you never know if you, if you hit on that next McLaurin with the, the 302 that you get in that deal, you, right. know, you smash that trade because you got the production now and you have the better asset next year because McLaurin will be worth it more than the guy you traded away. Yeah. So now do the Jets draft a, a wide receiver and does Brashard Pierman worry you at all? Like, Can you buy a little lower today because of Pierman signing there? I don't think anybody cares about that personally. Well, I, I think I they still draft you know, a, but, a wide receiver. So is that your time to buy Crowder then? That's a good point. Does it does it come down to what we talked about the running backs? Do do they draft a quote unquote slot wide receiver or another outside guy to put on the other side of Perriman? Like 
Well, not really I think wide receivers there, right? are a little bit different unless it's a total sure. stud just because of the time it takes to get acclimated to the league. So but we're still trying to predict this. Production-wise, I think Gase it offense. also works with Crowder. Sure. And yeah, Yuki Adam Gase. But yeah, do if they draft a wide receiver, you know, by the end of day two, does his price go down a little bit? Maybe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but I, I think you could probably I, try to get take advantage I'm, of that. I'm probably okay pulling the trigger on Crowder now to know I have it. And uh, kind of going back to what you're saying, Scott, I'm like with Marvin, you on that, but Marvin Jones, like I, I'm okay paying for that because I feel like that wide receiver room is set. You know what I mean, if yeah. I don't see a, a true spot for another wide receiver to come in and take over, then I'm okay to go ahead and buy that veteran. Like just kind of bring it back to that. We should get some more out of Hawkinson, but like, I'm not worried about ambulance Dola still being there. You know what I mean? Like his, his role isn't going to expand and I don't know that they bring another wide receiver in. So if I can pay for the cheap veteran now, I don't know that that price goes down. I feel like we should have like an ambulance Dola drop, though. We should, but that's besides. I'll get. The point. I'll get working on that. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Uh, um, so, yep, yeah, your turn. Well, I'm gonna throw a tight end in there. Perfect. That's where I was going. All right. Don't I hope steal mine. You're buy gonna steal guy. it. No, I'm not. You're gonna steal it. I uh, no, because you guys are gonna hate this one. Oh, I'm <laughs> gonna I want to buy Eric Ebron. It's on there. <laughs> You know I don't hate that one. This is just going to be a love fest for the next five minutes. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to piss it off real quick. I also wrote Vance McDonald. <laughs> oh, that's stupid. <laughs> just to piss you off. <laughs> All right, you can, you guys can have your love fest. I'm going to get a beer. <laughs> um, you're out of here getting a beer? <laughs> I drink a beer. No, uh, man, you know, so some people will say, like, they don't really care about Ebron going there. They haven't had a lot of tight end production, but they haven't really had a good tight end. They've had Vance McDonald. I'm not really high on him, like two drink. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I wrote Vance. I thought it'd be funny to mess with you. I do have Ebron on my list, though. Yeah, I, so I'm excited about that. They get Ben back. Um, two drink. You've brought this up a lot with tight end production, and I mean, he's he's barely entering his prime still. I don't know. He's 26, 27. We'll say 27. We'll take the... I feel like he's been in the league for like 10 years already. Yeah. He does not turn 27 until April 10th. So he has not even hit his tight end prime, which is usually like 28 to 31. Yeah, so still a young tight end. Could I think it's a great landing spot for him. I'm excited about it. I, I remember a Matthew Berry tweet from last week, and he talked about he was bashing Eric Ebron. I don't know if you guys have listened to Matthew Berry before, but he hates Eric Ebron. He's hated him for like four years. Yeah. And... But he posted this tweet, and I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was like, if you take Eric Ebron's average season since he came into the his, you know, since he came into the NFL, it's like 50 catches, 550 yards, and three touchdowns. And I'm sitting there going like, well, you know, doing the math in my head, that's you know what, 50 and 550, that's 105, three touchdowns, that's 18, that's 123 PPR points. And then you look at last year, what did 123 score? And it was tight end 13. So right. I'm sitting here going like, okay, so you're bashing a guy whose average season through six years has been tight end 13 last year, and he's what tight end outside the top 30 in dynasty, right? And so I mean, it's, I mean, it's just an obvious buy just from an efficiency standpoint. You even look at his stats, and I, I mean, I know he had that amazing season with the Colts that was an outlier to his career so far, but I mean, even with Detroit, he had seasons where he was putting the yards together, maybe without the touchdowns, but he had a couple of 600, 700 yard seasons there. So if you look at him, you can see him getting better before he left Detroit and then having that nice season last year with the Colts um, or 2000, the year before, sorry, 2018. But uh, but yeah, he's he's showed spurts of greatness. I mean, he has a greatness is a huge word for Eric Ebron, but <laughs> I don't know. He's been better than Hunter Henry. Well, yeah, and the beauty is you're not nearly paying that price. I have seen his price go up a little bit, but, I mean, even last year, how much can you blame him for last year? He had two surgeries at the end of the year. You know, he missed five games due to injury, and his quarterback retired two weeks before the season. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not telling me he would have had, if he. I mean, if he would have been healthy, he has had some injuries in his career, but, mm -hmm. you know, had Andrew Luck not retired, you're not telling me he wouldn't have been a top 20 tight end last year? Right. I mean, yeah. just the hate. I think he's another one of those guys where, you know, if you buy him, he's stuck. You know what I mean? Most people in Dynasty seem to not like him, but, I mean, yeah, he's just a great deal. Yeah. What He was tied in, what, four or five the year before with, like, the 14 touchdowns with luck that year? So, yeah, I think he would have been easily in that situation. When I just looked, he was a top 14 tight end in three straight years for Detroit. 
year three, year two, year three, and year four. I mean, pretty steady. He was like 130, 144, 132 PPR points. So, I mean, he's right around that, like, top 15 range in every year except for the years he's been hurt or his rookie year. Yeah, and he was young. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I'm going to kind of spin right off of that. And where Ebron left is a guy that I generally haven't spoken a lot for, but I feel like Jack Doyle is kind of forgotten in this mess now. (laughs) <laughs> and we're bringing Philip Rivers back. I mean, or not back, but to Indy. You know, he he can't throw it very far, right? That's his deal. So who <laughs> who who gets the checkdowns? Is Jack Doyle? I I just feel like I haven't heard anybody say his name since Ebron left, and, and we knew for a while that Indy wasn't going to resign Ebron. They said that before he you know he went to to Pittsburgh. But can I get some Jack Doyle love, or is it is it Mo Alley Cox time finally coming around? Ugh. I mean, what, do you, what right. are you looking for out of Doyle here? I mean, I, I think 15. he can. It, yeah, I think easily. I think I think right around that twelve line is kind of kind of where he should be. All right, so Eric Ebron or Jack Doyle, straight up. Whoa, Dynasty. Right, I knew that. Well, I'm, I'm taking Ebron. Dynasty. Easily. I'll take Ebron. Yeah. I'll this year, I don't. I, I think it's close. Okay. I'll 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 take that one, Swags. I'll take that. We need, curious, we need the, to do so. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sure. The latest ADP in DLF has has Jack Doyle five spots higher than Ebron, but I don't think that's a reality. I think that's more of a hate hmm. on Ebron. I think in most yeah. leagues, if you have Doyle, you're not getting Ebron straight up in Dynasty. This is a, a Ebron hate free zone. Yep. Did I say that right? You did. <laughs> I'm not really interested in Doyle though. I know, and and you just took that bet, and you know you'll lose that one too. But it's cool. It'll be really close. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Doyle It'll gets be close. Doyle gets this. We do not speak his name. <laughs> no, we need to agree on that one. <laughs> Just using drops. What a bum. Um, so that was, yeah, Jack Doyle was my tight end. Swags, did you? you? Yours was Zebron. Charles, you had a tight end. You didn't. You cheated. Do I have a, let's see. You don't Man. have to. No, I got right, I got. I got a ton of players. Uh, let's go with kind of speaking similar profiles to Eric Ebron, but three years, three years younger. Or three years, I guess, behind the progress of Ebron. Uh, what do you guys think about David and Joku? Oh, I thought you were going to say that when you said three years younger. I love yeah. it, actually. I mean, and Joku posted a tight end one season, basically, in his rookie year. And now he's not even 24, entering his fourth year. They just signed Hooper, and mm, he's an unrestricted free agent after this year. So the good news is they're probably not going to pick up that option, which is almost $9 million. Yeah, to pick his, or, actually, no, he does not even have an option on him, but they're probably not going to look to extend him because they're already paying Austin Hooper, you know, 11 most ever. Yeah, so, I love it. I mean, I think you probably have to pay a little more just based on his name, but I mean, and wait, top, yes, yeah, top waiting, or if Hooper gets hurt, I mean, he's there's a quick value spike there before he leaves or he might get traded. Yeah, yeah, I but love that's what I'm buying. I, I I like it too. I love the name. I've always wanted Njoku to, to to happen, but I I have to buy it and and continue to wait on Njoku, well, okay. who I've already been waiting on. Here's one. I'll give you Dallas cheaper. Goddard. I'll give you Dallas Goddard, and you give me Njoku, and then a little tax on top of it. Maybe a mid early mid second round pick in Superflex. What side are you taking on that? That seems like mm, a lot. I think I want that, that's a lot of tax. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the second is the most valuable right there. Ah, uh, see, I I think that's the kind of pivot you could try to make though, because honestly, is the future outlook for Dallas Goddard that much better, or in terms of having to wait than David Njoku? I mean, if you're waiting oh, two I years for Njoku, I mean, a tricky guy. But but I mean, Goddard was just what tight end twelve while we're waiting. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I mean, you're, that's not bad to wait nice. on, you know, yeah. like. And Joku tied in 75. That's not really <laughs> the number. I'm not sure. That feels a little high. Yeah, I would I would totally uh, buy the Goddard side of that. But I think the second at the same time, if if we're talking about Goddard and that, that second in there, I mean, I, I'm probably going to take the second and see who falls to me for fun or maybe yeah. talk to you during the draft <laughs> and fun. see if, it, you know, because if I can sell you that pick today for Gatter, you're definitely still going to come to me during the draft. So I think I'm just going to probably hold on well, to my got- pick here, though. What's Goddard worth in a tight end premium league? What pick? Um, Late first, early second? I mean, so to, for me, that, you know, like, and this is, and I don't know how you guys Mid-second? feel about this, but tight end premium, I, I think that once you get more. out of those, like, 
top five tight ends, like Wait, it I'm loses sure. its flair to me a little bit. So while I want somebody to groom into my tight end role, like I can I can maybe still get a wide receiver that's gonna score more points than a tight end premium tight end twelve or something like that versus the Kelsey's and Kittles of the world. Right. Um so I got other tight ends going in my think garden. I'm still going to say like, it. well, two oh two for for argument's sake, but I think I still kind of want. The I pick. will take the second. Yeah. Mm. Uh, see, I I would kind of disagree because there's, I mean, Goddard is one of those guys that's a there's major truthers out there on Goddard. I mean, people have been oh, paying sure. people have been paying this price for two years, so now we're kind of at that arrival point where you know it could happen for him at any time. But I did see they're talking about another extension with Ertz. So I got I mean, it. it. Yeah, two years. It, that's done. Yeah. It, oh, did it happen already? I think so. I mean, either way, like you're, you're, the waiting time could be similar for both of them between Njoku yeah, and Goddard. I think that that's a great point. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, the second with honest. with Njoku is just um, more than I want to do. Yeah, I get it. I, I'd I give guess you that's... a third. I'll give you a third in Njoku, especially now that you mentioned we're both waiting for these players anyway. Yeah, you played your card or <laughs> well, showed, I mean, showed your card, should I say? That's the kind of pivot, you know, yeah, if I have Darren sure. Waller mm-hmm. or if I have Tyler Higby or Dallas Goddard, you know, a guy that easily could drop out of the top 12. I would definitely um, sell Waller. Sure. I'm, I'm, I, uh, yeah. No? Two drink? Yes. I want out of Waller for sure. Pass. I don't have any Waller. Me either. I think I talked about that. Yeah. But if I had some, I would sell it. Uh, you guys got anything else take more you want to buy before we get into the two minute breakdown or? How are we doing? I have here? like seven quarterbacks. We'll have to save for another show. Holy camoli. Seven uh, quarterbacks. We can, I, we should I do started a lunch super flexible show. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, I'm going to get Maybe you. we'll get that in. I know your number. That's what she said. No, they don't say that to you. I say that. What I. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> That's too far. Um, I'm going to ask these questions to. We'll be nice. We'll, well ask did, him did to you Scott. Wanna, did you have any you wanted to throw in for your buys, though? I mean, you don't necessarily no. do Okay. So Scott, did you have anybody you wanted to? You don't get them. Any... I'll throw out one real quick quarterback buy, and then you guys can have your own show about quarterbacks. Wait, How about that? Fuck it up, Scott. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Drew Locke. Yeah, I like the Locke buy. I don't think Two Drink does, though, but I, I like this one. It's, it's expensive well, he's now, a tough I feel buy, like. though. Yeah, I can't seem to... I don't have one share, and I, I missed like, that last year. I'd like one percent. I didn't. I didn't like it last year, and it's too expensive now to buy. I just paid in a superflex league twelve team. I just paid a one twelve the other day. I had three. Well, other you stole ahead. that. I know. That's I know. all. And I, Nothing else on it. Just the one twelve. Nope, just the one twelve. Well, the guy oh, had man. him on an auto accept trade block. Said any first rounder in this year, and I'm like, well, I got the one twelve, so that's the best position to be. Throw it out. Yeah, <laughs> the worst pick and. He said anyone. He did. I did. So if he said, if he would have rejected, I would have been able to say, you know, hey, here's your trade block. You said you'll accept any first. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, you know, they're surrounding him. The numbers say with where he was drafted, the hit rate on him to be, you know, a long-term starter still isn't completely sold. Um, but, you know, the fact they brought in Melvin Gordon and they made, I think they're the most likely team in the first round to take a receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, so if they add like a Henry Ruggs to Sutton and Noah Fant and Melvin Gordon, I mean, they have mismatches all over the field. For sure. so, I mean, they're they're really trying to give Locke easy on him. Like, if you don't succeed this year and next year, then you know we gave you your shot. Goodbye. So I just like him as you know he's not being priced up with some of these other guys. You know, I think he has higher ceilings than guys like Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins. You know, I mean, and he's still at a decent price. So we'll see where it goes in the next month, though. Yeah, like you said, probably one. going way up. Yeah, I would. I think I would pay the one twelve. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I feel like he's much higher than that, but that's a, a it only takes one guy in one league to do that. So yeah, every now and then you get one of those deals where you're just like, holy cow! I didn't know I could have had him for that, and and you can't hate on it, you know, because you didn't. I've given you so much more. Seriously, and you kind of know it, but you're like, oh, it's too late now, you know. I feel like a dick even when I think that in my head because that's what I'm doing. I'm like, but I didn't, I didn't offer it or even talk to him about it or nothing. Like I just sat and watched it happen. Nope. It's normally you doing that, and I'm, I get fucking pissed. Damn you. <laughs> Do you have any more guys? Swags? Well, I've got a couple, but... Too bad. Hold yeah. on to them. Um, Scott, this is the two-minute breakdown time. Swags and I came up with 12 questions. I'm going to be honest. Tonight is is a little different. It's going to be special. Swags doesn't even know all of it, but oh we'll get there. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Worried I am. You shouldn't be. Um, but 12 random questions, some fantasy, some not. 
I will ask the first question, then you will hear the music. And once that stops, then you can answer. Your timer won't start until that person finishes. Is that right? Yeah, until- and the music's just a sexy voice. Yes, I did say music, didn't I? I did say sexy voice. Kind of music. But I need your first instant gut reaction to all of these questions. Are you ready? As I'm ready. fast yep. as you can without thinking. Well, you only get two minutes. So it shouldn't it's like be family hard feud. for you. I'm ready. Here's the deal, right? As long as the bomb doesn't blow up, you don't catch corona. We've already proved it. it with Shay Manila from the last show. Holy and cow. he doesn't have it. No pressure. This is scary now. Question one. Yeah, you better be ready to. Question one. Free agent signing that made, your, made you scratch your head. And now, your two-minute breakdown. You can pass, too. Trey know. Waynes. Gross. Will the NFL Week 1 start on time? Yes. Dynasty Superflex, half PPR, Sam Darnold and Darius Slayton, or the 104? 104. A place you haven't been before but would like to go? Germany. Alvin Kamara finishes 2020 as RB blank in a half PPR setting. Eight. Are there any weird items or food that you stocked up for for a quarantine and chill? Brussels sprouts, my favorite food. I eat a pound a day. That is disgusting. How many servings of Coca-Cola are sold every day in the world? 40 billion. 1.7 billion. You overshot it just a little. Gardner Minshew or Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert. DeAndre Hopkins finishes 2020 as wide receiver blank in full PPR. Nine. What is the last song you listened to? The Baywatch theme song. Whoa. Eric Ebron finishes 2020 as tight end blank in full PPR. 14. How long does it take for silence to become awkward? 10 seconds. Three to six seconds. You nailed the two-minute breakdown. You do not have Corona, sir. Oh, I'm and it's awesome because we gave it. to drink the awkward silence before we started recording. Exactly. And that was already one of my questions. I can't <laughs> believe it. There's like 30 seconds left. This is stupid. We don't even, I mean, I should probably just stop the buzzer. That's no fun. Nope. We're <laughs> going to keep going. I was going to do something different, but we're going to let the hate flow through you. Which do you hate more, Damian Harris or Justin Justice Hill? Damian Harris. What's worse, a man purse or a man wearing an infinity scarf? Infinity Scarf. Kyler Murray or Deshaun Watson? Kyler Murray. That's who you hate more? That's, your, that's who you hate more? That's good. Do you oh, hate no. Todd Gurley or Darrell Henderson more? Oh, man, Todd Gurley. <laughs> and and do you hate NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys more? Oh, I love Backstreet Boys, NSYNC. I'm not even asking you that fucking question. I hate you. <laughs> Just kidding. What do you hate the absolute worst? Baby koalas or baby elephants? You fucking <laughs> dick. Oh... I'll go baby koalas. You hate them so, worse. They they look like kind of dicks. I'm not gonna lie. Kind of snobby and looking. Like, you can't hate a baby elephant. Like it's so big. And... No, not at all. How many baby koalas would it take to kill one baby elephant? <laughs> Last question, the most important. Probably just one. Because they're such dicks. Man, smart guy. Scott. <laughs> Scott, I want you. To, that was awesome, man. I, I I definitely appreciate you coming on. Um, please take a second, tell everybody all your shows again. Make sure you go follow this guy out. Yeah, man. And listen to Scott all over the place. Like if you see him Charles out there, too. follow him. Yeah. Be sure to follow him and, and listen to him. Puts out some super awesome content. So don't just follow, follow and listen. Yeah. But, follow, but if you follow him on Twitter, it's such a good start and because subscribe. then you see what he's doing and you see when he puts a show out right away and, and rate and review him. Yep. Boom. But what are the shows they got to rate and review? We didn't tell them. You got to tell them. Yeah, again. Charles Chill, FFB on Twitter, uh, Dynasty and Chill. Try to. The best part about Dynasty and Chill is literally I just drop the episodes whenever I want. I bring people on whenever I want. Really, we just chill and talk about Dynasty. So check that out. Chasing the Helmet. That's real focused on high stakes redraft. So those that haven't played in the FFPC or played redraft, I'm sure everyone's played redraft, but this is at a different level. Uh, so tune that in. You'll kind of see a different side of Charles Chill, the very serious and you know strategic and analytic Charles Chill on that show. The but side that chill. doesn't hate koalas. That's exactly. Scott. That's the Scott side. The and then DLF. I'm actually going to be recording a DLF uh, show here in about 15 minutes. So nice. check that out. Have some articles dropping. I'll have one dropping tomorrow on Jacob Eason. So tune in on Jacob Eason if you need a quarterback in this year's draft because I have a very specific threshold that I'm looking for, whether I'm going to like him or not. So check that out, DLF as well. You don't like him? 
Listen to his show so you can find out why he doesn't like Jacob Eason. Maybe if Eason was behind Tom Brady. I feel like maybe I heard you say that. We're doing the awkward science thing again. That's fucking cool. It's too far, guys. He is at FL to drink minimum. I am at DF Ender. D I don't know who I am. Just type that in to Twitter. You'll find me. And you'll find me. And file at FF underscore breakdown. But for sure at... <laughs> also check out at Rogie Fever. At Superflex Pod. Super flexible. Right, but it's at Superflex Pod. Oh, yeah. That too. Anywhere. Not trades. I don't know who does that shit. Nobody. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> no, not far enough. Right? They don't listen. Scott's got to go. Scott's got stuff to do. Didn't even tell you us. Can leave. He was all Charlie Chill to. about it the whole time. Right? I gotta go do another show like right away. So if you guys want to quit talking, <laughs> let me go. That'd be cool. <laughs> Appreciate if you. I just, if I just laugh and then turn it off, will they care? <laughs>